it's Holly, and welcome back to Sincerely You. This episode's going to be a little bit different because it is a Q&A, and you guys did ask all the questions on my Instagram account. It was entirely open. The questions could be about anything, tips, advice about me, my personal life, the podcast in general, anything at all. So it's going to be a really fun episode. Despite this being a Q&A, I still think you're going to get some value based on some of the questions that were asked. So if you were hoping for a really inspirational, helpful type of episode, I think this is still going to be that. This isn't a question, but just to start off, I'm going to introduce myself. Hi, I'm Holly. I am 23 years old, about to turn 24. No, I'm not in high school. I'm not 14. (laughs) I know that's an extreme guess, but a lot of people do think I'm around 17 or maybe even 19, but I am much older. I did graduate college with a degree in video production. It was called something else, but just to put it simply, I now work full-time in the advertising marketing world. I love my job. It's my dream job. I work from home with an amazing team remotely, so it's all online and actually allows me to do this, to have a hobby like this, and to really be able to focus on it as much as possible. And many of you do know, but I am getting married this next month. I'm super excited. I met my fiance in high school and we've been dating for about six years, so it's time and I'm beyond ready. The first question kind of just rolls into this introduction, so I'm just going to start with that. It is, what inspired you to do what you do? Basically, I graduated college, I started working, and I desperately needed slash wanted a creative outlet. The only thing was is that I wanted it to have meaning and purpose behind it. So I knew I wanted to do some sort of cinematic, montage artsy video type thing and just upload them to YouTube for my own sake. I just wanted them to mean something. I wanted them to hold meaning. I didn't want to just make stuff just to make stuff. It's just the way I am. So my first idea was to record voiceovers for these little videos and have it be my own writing, like pages from my own diary or notebooks. It's funny because I was actually in church thinking about this and I was kind of praying about it and I'm like, God, you know, if you want to be a part of this, tell me what to do. Inspire my heart and my mind and my soul because I'm ready. Like I want to create something. So then it was just like instantly. I was like, oh my gosh, I should read strangers anonymous diary entries and make that kind of like a thing now let's get one thing straight i was not expecting this to become anything i was not expecting a following i wasn't expecting to be on social media i wasn't expecting to ever ever show my face on the internet i didn't think it was going to be about me at all but obviously i think god had something else in mind (laughs) So I made a TikTok video just wanting a couple submissions, maybe getting six or so, honestly, just to have enough content to make for the next two months, maybe three. So I did that and the TikTok blew up and the rest is what you see now. And as much as I hate to say it, I did not start this out thinking, oh my gosh, I can help young girls and I can teach them things and motivate them and help them love themselves. It did not happen like that whatsoever. I just wanted to make videos. I just wanted a hobby. I didn't think anyone was going to care. Not even my family. 
However, it's always been a desire of mine. It's always been on my heart to want to help other girls, even people my age, you know, learn how to love themselves, see the beauty within themselves, see the truth, know how much they are loved. I remember when I was around nine years old, I looked in the mirror at myself and I said, Holly, one day you're going to change the beauty industry for the better. (laughs) And I don't know why, but it's always been such a passion of mine. And the fact that everything just worked out the way that it did, it's kind of crazy. Okay, next question. I was asked, how did you get this positive outlook on your life? Guys, I don't, (laughs) I don't have one. I try every single day and I know when I record these podcasts, I'm saying all these great things and it sounds like I'm perfectly on track and I think these things all the time. But please know, you're just seeing one good moment in my life. When I'm recording these, of course, I get passionate and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so true. This is so awesome. This is great. But to apply that to my life every single day, it's so hard. Like, I, I know it is. I know it's hard. With that being said, I definitely have a couple of things I like to remind myself every single day when I'm feeling down, anxious, insecure, whatever. And they do, for the most part, help get me back on track when I need it. The first thing is we should always try to live our lives in abundance. This simply means focusing on the things that you do have instead of focusing on the things that you don't have, which is called living a life of scarcity. So I like to remind myself that I have a God who died for me, who thinks I'm worth dying for, who loves me in a way that I couldn't possibly comprehend. I have a loving family. I'm healthy. I'm alive. I live in this beautiful world. I have a whole future ahead of me. I have a good job that I like. Just listing off things that kind of makes you feel like you're bragging about your life. (laughs) That's what it should feel like. So the opposite is what we tend to do almost every single day, which is waking up, probably looking in the mirror and looking at all of your flaws and all the features that you don't have that would make you pretty or thinking about everyone who doesn't love you or everyone who's made fun of you or focusing on all your faults and failures and all the things you're not good at. It just completely ignores all of the good. And when you do that, you can't be happy. You can't. It's a huge blocker of your joy and peace. When you do that, though, please do not whatsoever compare your life. That is the opposite of this exercise. I would actually argue that comparison is the same as living your life in scarcity. Because say someone else has a loving family and you don't and you're constantly noticing that, that is living your life in scarcity because you're focusing on what you don't have and what you're lacking. To put it simply, living your life in abundance combats so many negative feelings and so many negative habits. It's something I try to practice every single day. Another tip of mine to improve your outlook on life is to just realize that nothing matters. And I'm serious. If you take life too seriously, you're going to be miserable. I used to be so uptight with everything. So uptight with school, with my reputation, with the things that I said, with how I presented myself. It was miserable. And then one day, I just had to ask myself, what are you doing this for? What is this image that you're upholding for? What is it going to do? As mentioned in other episodes, I didn't start fully letting go until after college. 
And I don't want that to happen to you guys. I want you to start now. I want you to start living your lives unapologetically and just feeling free to mess up, to make mistakes, to not give a crap about what you look like sometimes because my gosh, the world is not about looking a certain way. So it's really just about jumping into that mindset where it's like, who freaking cares? Nothing matters. I'm going to live my life and that's the way it's going to be. The last tip of mine is to get out, (laughs) to start seeing the world, seeing real people, having real conversations. You guys probably get so annoyed of me talking about phones all the time, but come on, I'm telling the truth here. I think it's harmful because it does form our perception of reality, and it's not reality. And that's where I think it's just really detrimental to our mindset and our outlook on our lives. Going back to that living in abundance thing, I think living in scarcity is much more promoted on social media and much more of a trend than the positive outlook is. It just affects you. It does. So my point here, take walks, talk to your family, step outside of your bedroom maybe, step outside of your bed maybe. There's actually this thing called grounding that a lot of people do the first thing in the morning, and I don't do it. Sometimes I do, but I should every day. But it's basically when you just go outside and you touch the earth, the bare earth with your bare feet, you ground yourself and you realize, okay, looking at the trees, the leaves blowing in the wind, how silent everything is, how beautiful everything is, this is reality, not the chaotic freaking tsunami on the internet. And before you guys think it, no, I'm not tone deaf. I know things are going on in the world. But if you can't personally do anything about it 24-7, there's no need to be on the internet 24-7. Okay, so we can move on. The next question is, what is your most unforgettable diary entry you've ever had? It's actually a category of entries, I think. And the category is from people who used to be suicidal or even those who have tried to commit before and ended up living, who are now very, very thankful that they are alive. I actually want to make that a whole episode where I just share those types of entries because there's a lot and I think it could give a lot of people hope. So stay tuned for that. Next question, and this is one I've gotten before. It's, did you ever read your own story and said it was from Anonymous? I have, actually. It wasn't one on this podcast, though. It was, I think, one I shared on either my Instagram or TikTok. I honestly don't remember. But it was actually about seasonal depression. And this is a perfect segue into the next question. It's, why is wintertime so depressing? Could it be because I've never had a good outcome? First off, seasonal depression is 100% real, and that's because of scientific reasons. We're not getting as much vitamin D, whole list of things, but let's go back to the vitamin D thing because it's the most important. If you aren't taking vitamin D, you should be because it helps the health of your brain. And we often forget that our brain is a part of our body. It needs vitamins too. It needs actionable care. Most of the time we don't give it that. And I'm not talking about just medication. I'm talking about natural things we could give it. One of those things is eating healthy, obviously. That affects the health of our brain. Another is vitamins, vitamin D. 
Our brain needs vitamin D, especially in the winter season. Ask your doctor about it. Do some research. It's super important. Another thing is to exercise. Working out is such a touchy subject for so many of us because we immediately associate it with losing weight or making our bodies look better. Guys, trust me, I was always the one to go ham with a diet and working out just to change my body. And I went too far with it most of the time, but I was dedicated. I was taking progress pictures every single day. I was fully into it. Then one day, I wasn't, and I was kind of in a rut. I wasn't working out anymore. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to start working out. I'm not going to look at my body in the mirror. No more of pulling my shirt up to look at my stomach to see if it's any more flat or toned. I said, no more measuring myself, no more weighing myself. I'm just going to work out for my own mental health. This changed my life. My self-confidence shot up. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. My self-love shot up. My strength, my mental strength shot up. It was incredible. And I'm kind of beating myself up right now. Like, Holly, why are you not, why are you not working out? Why are you not exercising right now? Because it's like the number one weapon you can use against self-hatred. It makes you feel so strong and capable. I mean, it makes sense because I'm always here preaching that physical action can have a direct positive effect on your mental health. Of course it does. Exercise is one of those things that's so blatantly obvious to us, but we miss out on it because we just associate it with dieting and our body weight and the way we look. If you're not exercising right now, just start. Just do a 10-minute workout in your room. Don't weigh yourself. Don't look at yourself. Don't measure yourself. Don't give a crap about it. Just turn on some good music, move your body, sweat a little bit, and you're going to feel incredible afterwards, like a different person. I mean, maybe not right after because it kind of sucks right after. But if you put this into practice, guys, seriously, seriously, just do it. Right after this, I'm going to start a workout routine because I forgot how amazing it was. So yeah, I unintentionally went into tips and advice to combat seasonal depression, but you know, there you go. Never hurts. Next question. If you could go back in time to tell yourself something, what would you say? I've said this before in an episode. I don't remember which one, but It would be that the world is not out to get you. Again, I just thought everything mattered way too much and it nearly crushed me, it ruined me. I think it would be that and it would be to start accepting embarrassment. (laughs) My gosh, my biggest fear used to be getting embarrassed all the time. I hated it. I tried to avoid it. I was overly prepared for everything to avoid this. I would not speak. To avoid this, I was so shy. I didn't start opening up until after college, which is crazy because I consider the moment when I started letting go the moment when I started truly living. And that sounds dramatic, but it's true for me. You're gonna make mistakes, you're gonna embarrass yourself, but you have to learn to laugh at yourself. That's really what changed things for me. That's what kind of stopped the fear of embarrassment is when I started learning how to laugh at myself. Like, it's fine. It's funny. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It's okay. It's not a big deal. And having that mindset is just what freed me from so many fears and so many things. 
just don't be afraid to get a little messy with life. Don't be afraid to welcome things like failure, rejection, and embarrassment. Because those things are what form you and ultimately what teaches you a lot about life. And at the end of the day, they're all just way more rich experiences than you're ever going to get just sitting there and not doing anything, not making a move whatsoever. You're only going to advance in life if you allow yourself to mess up, embarrass yourself, get messy with it, get rejected. You have to put yourself out on the line. And I know it's hard, but I promise it's so worth it. I was the shyest kid ever. I was the most uptight kid ever, ever, all throughout high school and college. Just to put it out there again, it lasted forever and I regret it. The next question is, is it hard to read other people's stories? Do you ever get upset from reading them? This is a great question and something a lot of people ask. Yes, 100%. I do all the time. I think I'm better at it now, but if you would have asked me five months ago, I would have said, oh my gosh, it's the worst thing ever. Just because I used to sit down and read them for like 30 minutes at a time, and that was a big mistake. Reading people's problems and their worst moments and their worst trauma and experiences, yeah, that's going to affect you. And it really used to affect my mental health, like really, really bad. But I learned to deal with it. And I now have some sort of like restrictions on myself when it comes to reading entries because I have to. There's no other way around it. The next question is, how do you get to the point where you love yourself? Another great question and another simple answer. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever going to 100% get to that point and then stay at that point, you know? It's like with the positive outlook thing, it's an everyday effort type thing. Like you have to put effort into it just to keep up with it. It's about the choices you make, the habits you form, and the thoughts you think. I mean, you have control over all those things. And some days it's going to be easy and some days it's going to be extremely hard. But the point is, is that you allow yourself to be insecure sometimes. Like there's another question on here that says, is it okay to be insecure about random body parts? Of course, I'm so insecure about random body parts all the time. But I try to combat those thoughts and to fight off those feelings and remind myself the truth, the reality, and to live in abundance and to realize that beauty standards don't matter. And you have to tell yourself those things every single day. You have to put it into practice. It's a lifestyle. Most people think self-love is a destination. And once they get there, the fight is over and they're just going to love themselves. I wish it was that way, but it's not. Self-love is something you have to do. <laughs> Love is a verb. It's an action. You have to do it every day. You have to put it into practice. I know I'm making self-love seem super unattainable and unrealistic, but it's not. I promise you guys, it is right there in our grasp every single day. It's just what we choose every single day. And it's going to be different for everyone. You know, maybe loving yourself is not scrolling through Instagram because you know that you're going to compare yourself. You know your habits, so you're choosing to protect yourself. You're choosing self-love over comparing yourself to these unrealistic beauty standards. Maybe it's choosing to do a 10-minute workout because you know it makes you feel strong and capable and confident. And maybe after that, you choose to not look in the mirror and not measure yourself because you know it makes you feel bad. 
which is what I decided to do because I knew exactly what was going to happen if I were to do that. Maybe when someone makes a comment about your appearance, you don't run to the mirror to analyze yourself like you so desperately want to do. Instead, you remind yourself that the other person was being a total asshole and that was unnecessary. And despite whatever they said, you're going to remind yourself that your value and worth doesn't depend on what you look like. And even if it did make you feel a little bit insecure, you're still choosing to put in the effort to love yourself, to protect yourself, to defend yourself because you know you're worth it. Self-love isn't being okay with yourself 100% all of the time. It's just putting in the effort. It's like when you date someone, you don't care about them being perfect. You don't expect them to be perfect. You just want them to try. And it's the same way with us. It's like we so easily are able to love other people and know exactly how to love other people, but we are clueless when it comes to loving ourselves. But it's actually just that simple. The next question is, what is your dream job and is it related to this? I mentioned before that the full-time job I have right now is my dream job and I stand by that. Of course, I want to advance in that field and keep going with it and keep climbing. That's always a goal of mine, but I wouldn't say my dream job is going full-time with social media just because it gives me anxiety. (laughs) You guys know I love this podcast and I love podcasting, but if I had to depend on this for income, I think it would change the entire project for me. I think it would ruin it in some ways. Because right now, this is just about providing some truth and value to you guys when I feel inspired to do so. And if I had to depend on this, like my passion, for income and to help support my family, I think I'd go insane. It just adds a whole other layer of pressure that I really don't want stepping into this space. Because right now, I love this space. I love my small community. I love this podcast. I love feeling free to do it only when I'm inspired to do so. Of course, I have dreams and goals for it. I want it to grow. I'd love to grow this podcast. I'd love to have merch for it because I feel like I'd have such a good purpose behind the merch. I eventually want to write a guided journal for you guys, but I don't know if any of that's going to happen. I'm taking it day by day and that's exactly how I like it. The next question kind of relates to this topic and it's a really good question. It's, are you discouraged by people not liking this as much as on TikTok? When I read this, at first I was like, ooh, like that's kind of a juicy question because I'm sure you guys are curious. Honestly, at first I was a little bit disappointed, but I think I was just so happy to be free from the pressure of TikTok. Now, the way I see it is I would much rather have a smaller community, kind of like a smaller, more private corner of the internet for people who actually care about the project and actually care about me as a creator. I see people with 100 million followers and I don't know, it's not for me. Obviously, they can deal with it and they are meant to have that many followers, but I don't think I'm meant to have that many followers. I don't think I could deal with it, guys. Like, honestly, I like having a smaller community of people who actually care. I don't know. That's just my take on it. But yes, it was definitely hard to accept at first. 100%. Anyone I think would be disappointed. 
and seeing your your follower count go from almost 700k to what is it now like 25k on Instagram it was hard at first but then I realized how much I preferred this over the latter if I could I would just do the podcast and not have social media at all but obviously that'd be a very bad move on my part because all my accounts help grow the podcast and get it out there but as I told you guys before I never planned on being on the internet. I never wanted followers or tried to get them. So it's a predicament for me, but I'm happy. I'm thankful. It's definitely a blessing in my life. So those are my thoughts. For the last part of this, I want to talk about how you submit and how that process actually works because there were a couple questions about it. So back in the day, I had everyone send their entries to an email, which was just a simple Gmail account. And obviously that wasn't 100% anonymous because you had to have an email to send it and I could see your email. For some reason, this did not stop anybody from sending something in. You guys still sent like 40,000 emails to that account. But I finally made a site where you guys could actually send something 100% anonymous with no worries whatsoever, and that is on submitdeardiary.com. Now, one of the questions was, if you sent one to the email, would it not count anymore because I have the site? No, it still counts. The ones you submit through the site actually go to that email, so they are all in the same place, they are all still there, they are all in the running. So that is all the questions I'm going to cover for this episode. There were still some great ones, but I couldn't get to them all, unfortunately. I do have an announcement, though, a quite important one. This will be the last episode of the first season. I know it's super short. I had to cut it short because I am getting married and I will be on a honeymoon and there will be zero time for me to keep up with this podcast. But bigger things are coming ahead. There will be a season two, of course, and I'm hoping to incorporate actual guests on there to talk about their experiences because we all know I haven't been through everything. I don't have all the answers. So I'm really, really excited for that. Someone did ask what topics I hope to cover in the future. I actually wanted to cover a lot in this season and I just didn't get to it and I'm so sorry, but things like pain and suffering, I wanted to cover toxic friendships. I did want to do that episode of those who have survived suicide attempts or even just suicidal thoughts. There's a couple more and I didn't get to everything, but I will cover those in season two. I promise. So get hype. Follow me on Instagram at submit to your diary. And if you're interested, follow the podcast Instagram account at sincerely you podcast. Thank you all so much for listening from the bottom of my heart. And I will see you for season two. Sincerely, Holly.